we have things to do. Uh, and we have people to interview. That's right. And talk to. That's right. Talk about and laugh with and cry with, hopefully. I really want to cry. That was so deep. I know. Guys, welcome into the Get Body Podcast. Why do you say that at the like, worst moment? Now we have to include that. <laughs> that's yeah, right. that's the point. You can't chop that out. Yeah, that's great. It, it's the most somber intro to date. Yeah, but nobody wants somber. Nobody's turning on the podcast a, a, and like, hey, I'm so jacked up right now. ASMR intro. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> I don't say ASMR. Welcome into the Get Body Podcast. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's not, one of these days it's not gonna, Halloween. One of these days we're gonna like vote on what the worst pod like the intros are. This is gonna rank up high. Yeah. So guys but we're here, right? We're here. Guys. Yep. This is your host. This is your host, Shark Cross, aka your boy Share. And, and as always, we have your two incredible, uh, beautiful, lovely co-hosts. I added beautiful this time. I'm just going to keep adding. We are. We yeah. are beautiful. Luke Montgomery, let the people know. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Get out of the hen house if you aren't going to ruffle any feathers. <laughs> did you read that from your notes? I did. Because I wanted to make sure I got it right. Because it's so good. I love it. Get out of the hen house if you aren't going to ruffle any feathers. Um, wow. And then we have David Dutton, the jungle cat himself. Let him know. <laughs> <laughs> He's already crying. Mission accomplished. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and you probably already know we're all very excited to have Seth on the pod. <laughs> um, no, his name's not Seth. His name's not Seth. His name is Ben. Ben. You want to you want to tell the listeners why you just referred to Seth? Yeah. So I mean, I referred to you, but they didn't know that. Um, so listeners. Uh, I met Ben a long time ago and routinely called him. A long time ago? Yeah. How long ago was that? Like, I mean. Like a year, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But for the first, like, two months, I called you by the wrong name. And it was at least three occasions. It's fine. But I felt like we were friends and I was, like, always really excited to see you. (laughs) And then the one time I came in and I was congratulating you because you won the eating challenge. Oh yeah, and you did really good, and I was like, "Bro, Seth," yeah. and you're like, "David, we've talked for like three weeks. You <laughs> should know my name." And I was like, "Wow." You called him out like that too. I did, but yeah. in fairness, <laughs> Luke was right there. Megan was right there. I knew Megan would slap you. He, and Luke she did. Would she find totally some did. humor from it. So if it was just you and me, I would not have been as sassy. It was. It was good, and it was well deserved. You know, because I was like, "Man, I feel like we're friends, but I don't know this guy's name." It's so. fine because the first time I met Luke, he essentially asked me if <laughs> I could leave the gym. Really? Yeah. What? I, I dropped in this. for my brother's wedding yeah. before I moved back to Columbus. And I came to the gym with Zach and Luke came up to us and was like, do you guys even know what you're doing? And Zach had not done CrossFit <laughs> at the time. So whatever. Did Luke, you do CrossFit? I, I had been doing CrossFit, but what Zach did was he ended up running home because he lived like at the apartments across from the gym <laughs> so i turn around and i sign my waiver my brother's running out in the street i'm like okay i guess i'm staying by myself and luke just was sassy to me for the next wait a minute hour. wait a minute you came for your brother's wedding and you and you made him leave i didn't make anyone do it so he left because he didn't like he was afraid of luke yeah, I think it was an overhead lift, and Luke was just telling Zach, you know what, maybe you should sit this out. I'll have you do something in a little bit. 
Oh Did you really say that? I don't remember exactly what I wow. said. And your These brother have... really left? He I, he literally ran home. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> I saw him running. Yeah. <laughs> so like like Bowser style, just you know, clean up your stuff and run home. Oh, yeah, get body. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. First time I met Luke, he he bodied me. So wow. bodied these are how friendships are made. You know? Call somebody by the wrong name, chase your brother out of the gym. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Legit, he left you. Left me. And then me and Char just, we've always gotten along. I just want to like say, Zach and I are friends now, so it's everything is forgiven. I was clearly in the wrong. You know what? I've apologized for it. Luke, it's if fine. You're not, if you're not willing to ruffle little feathers, get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, get out of the <laughs> hen house, Luke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm tired of this, you know, being goody two-shoes, Luke. I want you to see you start ruffling some feathers. Yeah. All right, you asked for it. Um, I will say, David, how do you get... You know, Ben and Seth mixed up. I I have problems. I just have problems. <laughs> I mean, you see, like, I just have I just have problems. No, they kind ben, of look alike. But no, it was not that I missed mixed you up with Seth. It's just that I called you. I thought you looked like a Seth. The thing was, like, right after we ended that, Jared started calling me Seth. Yeah, and uh, I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, <laughs> but no, I didn't know Seth's name either. Like, at the time, it wasn't until recently, like, until he started coaching, like, the Monday morning squat sessions, that I was like, oh, I thought he was somebody else who I still don't know the name of, because he had that picture on his, on his, like, on the whiteboard, where he's, like, at the White House looking back. <laughs> That's Seth. Yeah, well, but I didn't, it looked like somebody else. It, there's a 50-year-old that goes to our gym, and, and, and he's got, like, a beard now, and he's, and... But like I would, I would come. I'd come into this. Like I'd look at the whiteboard. And I'm like, bro, this guy squatted like 500 pounds. And I just look at him and I'm like, I'm so impressed with you right now. So I didn't know who he was either. It's not like I got him mixed up. It was just like, so you were just calling everyone you didn't know Seth. I, I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess I just I was like, am I like I'm looking at you thinking Ben, and then Kate Seth came out. Two things. First off, audience, if you're listening in and you can figure out who this white 50-year-old person <laughs> with a beard is, leave a comment. <laughs> Secondly, Ben, you're, you know, I love Seth, you know, but you're the better-looking bald guy. I, I wouldn't go that far, so. but we, we went to high school together, so that was why it was also very interesting. Oh, yeah, so. wait, that's... Yeah, you were you were the leg breaker. I, I Sure, it happened a couple times Yeah, high school. I feel like that's how many hard. legs did you break? I three or four is a, a decent estimate. So, audience, just just so you know, it's not Ben breaking his own tibia fibia situation. Fibula, fibula, or the top bone, or the femur. Yep, that one. He was breaking <laughs> other people's bones playing soccer at Big Walnut High School. Boom. Go rage cage. Go Golden Eagles. No. Sure. Right? No. Didn't you say they're golden eagles? We are the golden eagles. Yeah. I thought it was Get bodied, eagles. son. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. We're going to have to edit some of this out. New Albany is just the eagles. Okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. I think they're just the okay. eagles. Okay. So they're our rival. I know that. They're the eagles. You guys are the golden Luke, eagles. are you okay? Right. <laughs> Luke's enjoying all of this. Your feathers. Um, I was interested. So over dinner, you were telling us that you played soccer. <laughs> right. And that, that your squatty body. And I and that you caught, like, there's a bunch of skinny guys that gave you flack for that. Well, I, I would catch strays almost every game. Yeah. What? But, like, what? I don't I don't understand that. Well, I, it just was part of the deal. Yeah. And that's why you broke their legs? 
know, you go for a 50-50 challenge, two legs meet in the middle. Yep. The leg that is thicker is probably going to prevail, right? Boom. And I got... And the thick legs. Question, when you're catching strays, are you firing back? Did you talk a bunch of smack during soccer? No, definitely not. I would just get really angry and kind of shut down. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Little good old coping mechanisms. So, growing up, like, my brother Zach is awesome at talking shit yeah, talking I mean, smack. Yeah. And when we would get in squabbles, I was always way bigger than him. Yeah. He had a late growth spurt. I stopped growing at 12. Yeah. So I would just manhandle him to get my way. Yeah. But we would get in these tiffies and he would use his mind to hurt me. Tiffy. Yeah. And I would just physically hurt him. <laughs> I never developed like the smack talk back. It's just like you've, Fucking idiots! Like that. That's the extent of my. We smack share that. Life. Yeah. My little brother now is. Okay. Far. That's sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This Zevia. is the first time I've seen the sponsor. Sponsor. Not a podcast. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. So, um, my little brother now is like six four and you know two thirty, but. For the longest time, I was bigger than him and just would make, and, and so that was always the thing is how much smart, mean things could he say before I got a hold of him? Yeah. And he would, he would get enough. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I never, but I never developed like well, to this day, Zach can carve me up just with the words. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'll go get you. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. But, all good. Okay. So you're the oldest brother. I'm the oldest. Zach. Zach is two years younger than me. He's 28. Sammy's 23. He's graduating from Ohio State this winter. And my sister goes to Kent. She's 18. What's your relationship with Sammy then? It's pretty good. We lived together last year. So that was interesting. Um, he's a he's a goofy guy. Yeah. Just a interesting person, I guess. He always had that uh, kind of complex where he wanted to be our age so me and zach had some like the same friends throughout high school and sammy he's eight years younger than me so he would try oh, to wow. hang out with us and yeah he just would always be in to shit so yeah yeah, yeah. and you're you're only 30 yeah i'm only 30 Sorry, we put <laughs> that on, i have so much time we put that on public record yeah no it's fine you 31 in january you have time to make a difference you just don't have any time to waste Right I hate that. Don't right say that again. No. That's Fe- great. That was feathers no. ruffled. No. Ruffled. Not ruffled. Your feathers. Get the hen out, bitch. <laughs> this this chicken, awesome. this chicken is pissed. <laughs> um yeah. That's not for you guys asking. <laughs> I'm just so confused what's happening there. Um so during dinner we talked about how you're born here, Sunbury, went to Big Nut, a Big Nut, um, Big Nut High School, and then after that went to not Ohio State, but Akron. Ohio State was too big for me, Char. That's right. My parents <laughs> told me it was too big. They were nervous, com- concerned about it. That's where both my brothers went instead. Mm-hmm. I went to Akron. I was at a much smaller campus. Um, my parents were not super thrilled when I told them I wanted to go to Akron. It was very confusing times for them, but it ended up being the best place for me. So how, so, um, what was your degree? So my undergrads in speech language pathology and audiology and audiology, and then my graduate degrees in speech language pathology 
and that's it. So how, how'd you pick that? Like, so my mom's a speech language pathologist. So she had camps for kids with special needs throughout my childhood. And these camps, sometimes she would have the kids come over to our house. Uh, we had a in-ground pool, which they would come over and swim, use. We had a play set and we would go out, play with them kind of like it was normal. And, uh, just having extra friends around. And then she had these camps at different schools in the area and started having me and my brother go volunteer, kind of forced labor. And then yep. kind of realize, oh, this is fun. I just get to play with kids all day. And just kind of naturally went from there. Kind of went to college knowing that's what I wanted to do or thinking that's what I wanted to do. Wow. You mentioned that you're you're leaning into psychology right yeah so tell me about that like what's how's the journey been how do you figure out that so i've always been interested in psychology but when i was in graduate school the first semester we had a, a class that was counseling considerations for speech language pathology this and is the title of the course that's the title of the course what was it again i think i sold the syllabus Counseling Considerations for Speech Language Pathologists. That's like the Christmas music Luke is listening to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Continue. Same thing, yeah. Uh, so, but I we Gosh. would kind of travel as a, a class. I'm so disgusted right now. <laughs> that is ruffled. No. You're interrupting our guest. Pissed chicken. <laughs> sure that says pissed chicken. Man. Okay. <laughs> uh, I would travel with my cohort from class to class. We all had the same classes. And um, I remember like two or three weeks into this course, we were sitting around talking about our, our classes and someone said, oh, I, I love that counseling class we're taking. And I was like, oh, yeah, me too. That's definitely my favorite class. And immediately like felt the, the room just change mood and everyone was like, that class sucks. I hate this class. All we do is talk about our feelings. And I'm like, oh. I like that. <laughs> and the thing about speech language pathology is like 96% female. That's, that was the number when I graduated. It's very female dominated. Yeah. So when I work with kids or adults and I come into the room and I'm a speech therapist, that's a male. They're like, Whoa, a guy speech therapist. Like I still get that. Um, so to be the only person in my class and to be the guy that's like feelings, this is awesome. I like the gooey feelings that we're talking about and sharing. Um, that kind of made me realize, oh, maybe that's where I should be kind of focusing things moving forward. Um, and I had a professor at Akron that kind of utilized mindfulness therapy approaches. It's called Ex Acceptance and Commitment Therapy Act, um, where it was really about kind of dealing with trauma accepting your trauma and trying to kind of build off of that. So he was big for me and just kind of embracing that sensitive side that I feel like I didn't really get to acknowledge until I was in my twenties. Hmm. So is that something that you're going to have to like <clears throat> go back to school for? Yeah. So when uh, COVID kind of really amped up or ramped up a couple of years ago, that's when I started taking courses through, California Berkeley um, online. So I started the courses when I lived in California. Now I moved back to Ohio. I kept taking them. Um, so my goal is to make a full transition and to apply and 
proceed to go to a PhD program or a PsyD program and become a psychologist. A doctor. I want to be a doctor just like Luke. Oh. Like my hero. Heard it here oh. first. <laughs> no. Oh. Ugh. I hope not. <laughs> so, Ben, I know I you like lived that. in... I, so, Piss so chicken. <laughs> I think you said that um, after college, you moved around a lot. I know you mentioned something about being in, you know, you living in Denver. We talked about the Denver airport. Um, <laughs> yeah, guys, I had no idea that it was that crazy. Yeah, it's like the Illuminati lived there. And the lizard people. And the giant horse with the red eyes. Yeah. Dude, you should actually, audience, you should actually look it up. Go on YouTube. First off, check out the Get Body podcast. Secondly, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Check us out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but also, like, the Denver airport has, like, a bunch of, like, paintings on the wall that's, like, super sketchy, like, about war and, like, killing a bunch of people. It's the weirdest thing. But then you had just mentioned about living in California. Yeah. How long did you live there for? So I moved to Denver two weeks after I graduated grad school in 2016. And then at the end of 2017, I moved to the very last street in Los Angeles County. So it was technically San Bernardino. Oh, man. I'm a speech therapist. I I cannot pronounce it to this day. Upland, California. So Bernardino. Ronaldinho. There we go. So outskirts outskirts of LA County. Um, I lived there for two and a half years. COVID happened. Moved back to Columbus. What? Did you like LA? I loved it. Yeah. Because Denver was awesome because you can just drive west towards the mountains and make a day of it. California is the same thing except you have mountains and the beach. Yeah. The desert. You can just chill around palm trees everywhere. I mean, the weather is almost always perfect. What do you do in Ohio? Family's in Ohio. My whole entire family lives in Ohio. Mm. Yeah. I have one cousin that just moved to North Carolina, and that was a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so They're coming I, back, don't worry. When I moved out <laughs> west, it was like, oh, I don't know. I got a lot of shit for that. Like, what's wrong with us? Like, my, my family had issue with that. Why would you want to leave us? And Yeah. Um, it was interesting, huh. but I don't know. I, I feel like I was a very shy, timid kid. So it was a really big deal for me to go away for college, even if it was two hours. Yeah. And then I had it dead set in my mind that for grad school, I was going to move to Oregon. I've never been to Oregon, but I've always wanted to move to Portland. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that almost happened. Um, stayed in Ohio because they gave me a graduate assistantship at Akron. So I was like, okay, as soon as I graduate from Akron, I'm gone. I'm, I'm out west for sure. And then my brother Sammy would constantly be like, you know, nobody, nobody actually believes you're gonna move. And then you're like, oh, we, we, we talk about it. You're not gonna go. I'm like, <laughs> the hell, I'm not. So that that really gave me motivation. So Sammy, <laughs> Sammy loved the. Sammy learned the smack talk, cut you up from Zach. Oh yeah, he he could definitely earn earn a doctorate. Just, wow carving people up he is excellent at it slice yeah. and dice wow. yeah do you, do you, so you like do you like the mountains better or like the beach oh i'm definitely mountains for sure mountains yeah, love the mountains denver's next level man denver's like, awesome they the mountains so out west are so luke what you don't have to talk about how expensive it is oh, everywhere sorry. out west is expensive it's worth it like in denver 
I worked at a clinic that was that primarily served uh, families on Medicaid. Mm-hmm. So not a lot of high rollers. Okay. I didn't make a lot of money working there, but that wasn't the point. I thought at that time I want to work with kids with special needs. Mm-hmm. I am in it for the love of the game. Mm-hmm. All good. But living there, I made my lowest salary for sure. But every weekend I would just drive to the mountains. And again, I could make a day of it without spending a yeah. dime, just gas money. My, uh, my sister-in-law lives out that way. Yeah. And so she, uh, at one point we got her for Christmas, a, like, you, you're going to know this, like the teen, the teeners, the, 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 um, mountains that are like, like 13 or how many? Oh, 13ers. Yeah. 13 or 14, whatever it is. Right. And so, because every weekend she's like, yeah, I'm out with my dog. We're climbing on a mountain. I was like, seriously? She's like, yeah, we're marking off the 14,000 feet mountains on the poster you got us. And I was like, this is crazy. What a life. Yeah, so I, I didn't have a dog in Denver, so yeah. I made extra money dog-sitting, okay. which is kind of funny because growing up, I was terrified of dogs. Really? I had bad experiences. My cousins had labs that were aggressive and would jump on me. Yeah. Oh. So was wasn't making a lot in Denver, so I started dog-sitting. And then you take the dogs with you to the mountains. I'll take them to the mountains. That's right, because we talked about you're going to get a a dog. Well, now that I'm here, I want a dog that's not active. Yeah. (laughs) So I want a pug. No. It's Uh, a black pug named Billy. uh, You you have this pug or you are? Please. So, (laughs) (laughs) So Billy is a black pug that will be in my life at some point. Okay. This is you a theoretical this? pug. No. It's like Shark doesn't get it. Yeah. This is it's a like real thing. It's a thing. It's a real thing. It's going to happen. It's a real idea, Shark. Anyway, <laughs> Billy gets excited when I come home. He jumps on me, gives me a couple licks. He's exhausted. He's a pug. He lays down. Perfect dog. But what me and David talked about last week was having a, a doggy backpack that could carry him around. <laughs> I, thought about, I thought about you. Shark. I was at the uh, Apple store. And the gal was like, yeah, I take my cat in my backpack on, on a, like hikes up a mountain. I was like, you're kidding me. This is good. This is crazy. Oh, I'd love to have Billy on my back. Yeah. He's just, his tongue sticking out. Yeah. <sighs> he cannot walk. Yeah. It's a pug. a pug. He's going to get tired. Yeah, he can. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sure, it looks confused. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You'll get it when you re-listen to it. It's all right. Maybe Whoa. Like, a little older Sure. Oh, we got to take uh, our break. Okay. All right, time. And we're back. Guys, I'm so sorry. I had to ask Ben if that pug was real or not <laughs> during the break. Okay, I was one so day confused. he will be sure, and I cannot wait for you to meet him. I, Dude, I'm not joking. When you were talking about that pug, I was like, he's talking about a stuffed animal. Like, the way you talked about him, you're like, he's tired when he comes home. And I was like, oh, you're talking about a stuffed animal? And then, you, and then you throw him in your backpack? I just for sure was sold. No, it's just my future. That's all. Yeah. Um. What was the hardest part about traveling to Denver and to California? Because you were by yourself, right? Uh, I moved to California with a partner who I ended up getting engaged to. So her, her and I moved. I met her in Denver. Started dating. We went to San Diego for a weekend. Uh, to meet up with her cousin and on that trip she's like we should move to California I had never been to California till that weekend I was like sure I love you so we ended up moving a couple how, how months old later were you? 
I was a little older than you, Char. 24, uh, 25? 25. Yeah, I was 25. Okay. Yeah. So, but moved with her to California. So the hardest part was definitely missing things with my family. Mm-hmm. I felt like I missed a lot, but everyone in my family's concentrated between Columbus and Cleveland. Yeah. So it was very easy to do spontaneous family things for them. For me, I had to plan it out months in advance, you know? Oh, yeah. So the first Christmas I missed out in California was miserable. I was calling ants that I never talked to. I'm like, Aunt Diane, I love you. <laughs> I just need to let you know that. I Classic really Aunt you. Diane. Yeah, man. just <laughs> no shade towards Aunt Diane. Gotta put that on the pod. She's probably listening. But <laughs> shout out to Aunt Diane. Yeah. Where no, you are, Dan. But it was probably Jack. It was just uh yeah, it, it's it's hard missing a lot. Yeah. Family wise. But um yeah, that was definitely it. But you weren't lonely because you had a significant other. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so the beginning of moving out there was great. Um we got engaged like a year after moving out to California, had her folks fly out, uh, made it a whole thing. And then it was about a, a year and a half later. So when I moved back from during COVID, that was also like the end of the relationship. So COVID was really, really tough for me. California was a little bit more stringent about lockdown. Yeah. Um. So I was in lockdown with my fiance who we were going through the end of the relationship and I did not understand it at all. Um, and not having family support, I was calling my brother like every day and he's like, you can only absorb so much across the country. Yeah. So, and that's not like a FaceTime conversation, you know, where I'm miserable and upset and you know, you don't want to be seen. Um, so that was hard for sure. But also, like, being out there with her, things were good until, I don't know, things weren't. And then it, it makes you realize, like, when you put everything, all your eggs in one basket in terms of your social life, when that's no longer available to you, and you don't have family around, you're kind of just stuck with your thoughts. And that's really hard, especially yeah. during lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, lockdown... So when LA, like real, like serious, like, Hey, you're, you, you need to stay in your spot. Well, and I worked, I, I currently work at a hospital and at the time I also worked at a hospital in California and I was seeing COVID patients daily and I didn't know what that meant. Like none of us knew what that meant. I just knew I had to gown up like Darth Vader to go into the room to see if they could swallow. But then I would come home and be like, okay, I have to like shower and scrub everything down. Like I'm contagious. Like I I was nervous about that, you know? Yeah. Did you, do you ever get COVID? I got COVID last November. Yeah. Not a great Thanksgiving. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Couldn't taste anything. Yeah. So I was like, "Mm, mom, the sweet potatoes are are extra mushy this year. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Extra mushy. Yeah. So. Wow. Does, um, do you look back? So how far removed then is that? You're two years out? Uh, since that, so the relationship ended like two and a half years ago now. Okay. 
when you look back, do you think, um, man, we gave it, you know, a, a good try. It's just one of those things that happens or was it, was it something that you're like, man, I, I really would have done it differently or what, how do you, how do you look at that? I don't think I would do anything differently. And I've talked to Luke about this quite a bit. I mean, I've, I've, if it's fair to say, I feel like you and I became pretty good friends talking about trauma and sharing trauma. Um, so that was definitely like the hardest season of my life yeah. going through this. And the first year I was back in Ohio, it was just like, what, who am I? What am I doing? I yeah. remember moving into the ravines, that apartment complex across from the gym, like six months after I got back and just getting the keys going into the apartment and being like, wow, I live here. Like now what? Mm -hmm. It was just yeah, coming to terms with everything, but it was really confusing being in this relationship because we never fought. We never had squabbles by any means. And I'm a nine and being a nine, I am at my utmost happiest when everyone is hunky dory, happy. The peacemakers. Yeah. When, the nine. when there's no drama in my life, oh, nothing better. Yeah. If I'm not ruffled, Going back to Luke. He doesn't live in the hen house. I, I was never in the hen house. I, I just felt happy. Uh, we never fought at all. So for there to be issues that weren't related to interpersonal dynamics, like her and I having problems, mm -hmm. um, it caught me off guard. Yeah. So um, it, it taught me a lot. Yeah. From two and a half years ago, to today could you like walk us through a little bit of like how you have processed some of those emotions uh like the stages of grief sure if you want to call it that well i mean definitely work through all those stages and they're definitely not linear so it's like oh i'm accepting this and then you get irrationally angry and you're like oh no i'm actually still angry or you're bargaining so it's it just Kind of that process was hard for me because I just wanted to be okay so bad. So to get a little bit more insight, the relationship ended because she was going through a really unhealthy time in her life. She needed help. I could not help her, nor was she accepting help from me. So I was trying to get a job during this time in California because I was a speech therapist, but they were cutting our hours because hospitals were trying to pull money into nursing and respiratory therapists. So my hours got cut in half. I would have had to find a new place. So I looked for a contract speech therapy job because contract therapy jobs pay a good amount of money. So I was looking at San Francisco, San Diego, and I get a call one day from a guy saying, Hey, we're offering you a contract position in Mount Gilead, Ohio. I was like, Jesus. Okay. Let's do that. At least I'll be close to my family. Yeah. And the job market was really bad in 2020. So when that contract ended, that's how I kind of ended up staying. Yeah. So it was not the plan. So going through the first three months back, it's like, okay, it's 13 weeks. The contract's 13 weeks. We'll see what happens at the end. And during that 13 weeks, my mom is the ultimate to helper. She wants to just surround me with love, beautiful, beautiful human, beautiful soul. Nobody loves harder than my mom did not need that at the time. So we had a lot of fights because I was staying at their place. 
Um, and I was really just trying to, I don't know, push everyone and everything away. That's why I started going to CFP. It's not like I was interacting with you guys when I saw you. It was work out in the corner, do the workout, leave. Um, so I started kind of accepting the reality of the situation and trying to move on. And during that, that's when I started hanging out with Luke and a few, excuse me, a few other people, not crying, a few other people. And that, <laughs> not yet. No, it was just a hiccup. But um, no, a few other people that just kind of helped me have that outlet. Yeah. Because I was holding so much in yeah. at the time. So 2021 was a little bit better. By mid-2021, I would say I was happy again. To I, I would say this past year has been one of the better years of my life. And I don't know, I'm really optimistic about where things are heading. I feel like everyone you guys have on the pod like has their shit together and like knows what they're I know some people have said oh, I'm not totally sure what I'm doing but yada yada I'm still kind of figuring things out but I'm I'm excited about it yeah dude that's all thanks for sharing all that yeah I feel like that's a yeah that's a big that's a big part of your life but it's it's messy yeah but uh that was like first time i went to therapy for myself so i've always been interested in therapy and i i get to do a lot of counseling as a therapist so i work in the hospital setting but also outpatient so I'll, i i have people like parkinson's or um family members that have dementia like they'll bring their grandmother or mother in that has dementia and i work with the family to talk about strategies or stroke patients i do a lot of counseling with those people I feel like I'm really comfortable in those surroundings. Yeah. But being on the other side where you're seeking out the help gives you a lot of great perspective. And I feel like without this situation happening in my life, I wouldn't have the perspective I have now and the confidence that I have the, the knowledge or the, um, I don't know. The aptitude to be someone that can provide those services to someone else. Yeah. So do you think some of this, <clears throat> some of the stuff that you talked about is also is what is kind of driving your desire to be a psychologist and, and go back to that? I wouldn't say like my personal circumstances contributed um, to this point. I, I feel like it definitely was something that uh, got the ball rolling. Yeah. But it's interesting because I told Luke this earlier this year, because last fall I kind of applied to a few programs just kind of willy nilly, like let's see what happens. And they were all out West California, Oregon and kind of the same thing happened to me that happened to me for graduate school. I got accepted into a program in Portland. Mm -hmm. I was super excited about it, but I, that's not what I want to do anymore. I, I have perspective on I value family. I want to be around my family. I don't want to uproot and go across the country again by myself because I've done that. And it's hard. It's really hard. Um, I, it, it gave me a lot of great perspective that what I'm doing now this year is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I do have a, a question going back to 
um, the relationship that you talked about. So when you said you moved to Mount Gilead, Ohio, yeah, were you guys still engaged or was that, did you break the engagement or what? We never like officially broke up. There was never an official, like we're done. Yeah. A few months prior to me leaving. So I found out some information in March. I stayed till May. That's when my contract was starting. So for like a month and a half, it was a very nebulous, like what is happening type of situation. Um, so we never officially broke up. It's just like when I left, it was like, well, I'm going to take the engagement ring. Like it's my grandma's. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, a few months after I came back to Ohio, I got a package at my parents that had some of my stuff. And it's like, okay, I guess we're just like moving on. And then it was one of those things uh, where we were talking, like texting until we just weren't. So it just kind of gradually stopped. So it's a very, I had to find my own closure, which was interesting. They don't show that in the rom-coms that we like, Shark. Dude, I know. That's literally what I was thinking about when you were talking. <laughs> I was like, I was like Ben, you're going to be like... They don't put that in a rom-com, but that's why it would be in a rom-com. You know? Man, that, that is really tough. Mate, seriously, thank you for sharing that. It's all good. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? Well, if all goes according to plan... I would Hug be- first, right? No, I don't, I don't want to bring Billy into a, a situation where I'm in like a doctorate program. Yeah. It's not fair to Billy. Anyway, but Sorry, Billy. <laughs> getting kicked to the curb. So uh, psychology program would be at least five years. So in the ideal world, four years from now or five years from now, I'm ending an internship or entering into an internship to become a psychologist. Still in Ohio. Still in Ohio. So if I get into... Ohio State, Cincinnati, or Xavier. Those are the three programs I'm applying to this week. This Um, week? Yeah. Tune in next week to see what happens. (laughs) We'll not hear about interviews till like February. uh, Tune in in February. Yeah, there you go. Set up some updates in the Pantheon. Yeah, but if if I were to enter into any of those programs, it would be next fall. So hopefully Ohio State and I could just stay at the gym. And the only thing that really changes is my lack of paycheck. Mm. Was there part of you when he asked you what you're doing in five years that you wanted to say celebrating the fifth year anniversary of you asking me this question? You know what? I do want, I do feel like, no, not that. I was going to, that's what like, you celebrate the five years of yeah. the Get Body <laughs> podcast. That's what um, I would think of first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause I, I feel like I'm your first like mega fan. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I've been there since the beginning. Yeah. That checks out. I don't know. Ben, I didn't I even give you your merch yet. You get a sticker for coming on here. You do. Wow. Honestly, Ben, I'm loving you like so <laughs> I'm loving you more and more by the second. I guess I that was an awkward pause. But <laughs> Ben, I'm loving you. <clears throat> that was an awkward pause. I, you I know add I, in the the grunts. We're wanting yeah. to take we were to take there wasn't that wasn't there. Here's the thing, you know, like Probably. we go to the gym. You know, there's there's for some of you that, you know, if you're competitive, maybe you can relate with this, but I have a few group of like I have few people that I consistently double you know check their scores to you know see where I stack up against them. You're one of them. We, you know. we have similar squatty bodies. But yeah, we. Do. So I'm like you know Ben's fit. I feel like you got a better better engine than me. 
Might have my stacking up against Ben. Luke agrees. Um, <laughs> but man, you know, you've always been so fun to talk to. And having you on the podcast, no, I feel like I've, you know, like you more by a second. So yeah, well, it's it's always cool seeing you guys. Like David, Char, you guys are morning people. We are morning people. So Luke is pissed off at everyone Wednesdays at six thirty. That's when I get to see him during the week. I see you on Thursday nights during all week class. He's yeah. pissed off at everybody at six in the morning too. <laughs> It's not. It doesn't have anything to do with the time of day. As long as he gets his snack, he's he's fine. So five years, audience check back. Um, five years. No, I do like what you said though. I do feel like there's there's a a pressure to feel like you have it all together, or feel like you have your 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 you know whole life mapped out. And I feel like the comfortability of being able to say no, like right now I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and but when the next season comes, then hopefully I'll be doing what I'm supposed to do then. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but like when uh when I was in my early twenties, I forget I called my parents about something. I just asked their opinion, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh shit, I, I really don't know." I was like, "What do you mean? You're my parents. Yeah, you're adults. You know everything." And that was like the first time it was like, "Oh, that's right. I'm the oldest. They're still figuring out what they're doing still, and I'm yeah. in my twenties now. Yeah. I'm thirty. They still don't know everything. So yeah, yeah, perspective." It's key. Yeah. I think it, that's interesting that you bring up that question, what you see, how you, where you see yourself in five years, because we talked at dinner about how, what your worst fear is. Oh, yeah. Just like being a supporting character in my own story. Yeah. Mm. Like, but it sounds like you have, like, it sounds like, you know, you're at least actively fighting against that and that you've, it would seem to me my perception is that you are your the main character in your own story. So far. So far, so good. But like when I was 23, that's when I was gearing up to move to Denver. Mm-hmm. And when I got to Denver, I was like, I did it. And it was like, oh shit, like there's more to the story. Like I'm, I got to figure out what's next. Like that's all I mapped out. That's all I thought about, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of similar, like, okay, if I get into this program, like there's the five-year plan that is embedded in but i have greater perspective of well there's more after that like what can i do with that so i think that's important yeah to have a goal in mind but not just be satisfied with hitting that goal because life doesn't stop when you hit that luke um you can maybe speak on this a little bit uh your friend and mine andrew huberman um talked about the greatest amount of dopamine rush that you get is not when you achieve the goal, but is the journey to the goal. Is that correct? I believe that is correct. Boom. That's what you just talked about. It's not about the goal. It's about the journey, the process to it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we, get some, we get deep. Yeah, we just get deep. I feel like I'm, well, no, he's neuroscient. Uh, he's a neuroscientist, yeah. not a psychologist. So. He's a speech pathologist. No, we're talking about Huberman. Huberman. You, you Huberman guy? I've listened to a couple of the pods. Luke will send them my way when yeah. it involves trauma. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Ben and I, Ben and I, we, we bonded about trauma. Well, and there, there's a member at our gym that is currently studying trauma. And every time I see them, I'm like, well, so you got to go. Yeah. I want to be involved in it. So <laughs> bad. who's this person? I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to put her on blast. She knows, it she is knows. a her on blast. She, she knows who she is. She does know who she is. Audience. If you know, please comment. <laughs> Same thing with the person with the facial hair. That's 50. Yeah. I, <laughs> I doesn't I, squat 500 pounds. 
Yeah. I am more curious about the fifty year old. <laughs> I, I would know him if I saw him. Like, like we'll go to like a class, and I'll be, I'll be like that, him right there. Like, and I know he still goes to our gym. I saw him the other day. I just don't know what his name is, and he's not Seth. <laughs> his name might be Seth. It might be this real mind trick. That there like, is no other Seth at the at the gym other than. Seth, the coach. Right, right, right. But like, oh, wait, then. Yeah. Takes my theory. Before, yes. <laughs> before we move on to pushing peas. Yeah. Um, Luke, what's your favorite thing about Ben? So I, I wanted to say something along, not necessarily favorite thing about Ben, because there's a lot. What do you love about But ben? I think, I, I was thinking, I actually teared up when I was thinking about this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I did cry. I wasn't, wasn't intended. When were you thinking about it? Uh, when he was talking about his trauma. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> um, but, well, t- kind of, they're, they're closely related, but I think knowing you for two years and having talked with you at length about all sorts of things, but, you know, deep things as it regards to difficult things we've experienced in the past. And uh, <clears throat> it's really, it's really great and really like it it means it means a lot to me to see the growth and the change that's happened in you and i can see that and i the fact that you can also experience that is really is really great and i i just wanted to i wanted to say that first like i i've only known you for, for two years but i feel like we've been friends for a very long time and but to, to see and to hear you talk about yourself, it has changed drastically over the past two years. And I think that's just, it's just really, really great to see and great to hear. Because it not only does it give me hope, but it's like, wow, like, like, my friend is getting better. Like, <laughs> well, I feel like Luke doesn't want people to know he's an extremely empathetic person. He puts, Why did puts you on, just say that? Yeah, I feel like you put you put on this hard front, like ah, I'm Coach Luke. I'm pissed off, but he is he's an extremely empathetic person mm. with a lot of feelings and a lot of love to give, and I don't think you show that enough because I, I definitely think it's like a big part of you. Um, but it's I think it's really cool. It's been it's been huge for me just having um another guy in my life that you can share things with you know like i feel like that's not something we it's gotten better but still not normalized enough and it's not always been like luke being like oh it's okay you're fine there's been plenty of times where he's like okay cut the shit like why why would you think that why would you say that and you need that too yeah but i don't know that that's that's big for me too with trying to make this this change my life because i definitely think men and mental health for men we touched on body dysmorphia earlier i wrote a paper on it last year body dysmorphia in men not published it was just for school not not published <laughs> just just for a grade <laughs> but maybe we can get it published but in, in let's fairness, try in fairness you still have it? we should try i do still have it in fairness i got an a but <laughs> boom publish yeah. it you but got send it sure. but body dysmorphia <laughs> is very underserved in males males struggle with it and it's not talked about so when this pod is bringing up body dysmorphia, I'm like, 
guys, it makes sense. It's happening all around us. But. All right, let's dive in. Let's yeah. just go for it. <laughs> that body dysmorphia? Yeah, before... Uh, yeah, let's just dive in. Wade is going to be I, so I don't want to tread on Wade's territory. <laughs> Tell us more about your paper. Well, okay, okay, so so for those of us that don't know exactly body dysmorphia... Yeah, hold on. Uh, sorry, go ahead. What sorry. did you just do? I There was a little fuzz on here, and I threw it on the ground. Oh, I thought you were pointing. You were like... Okay, sorry. I get distracted. So, so, so this morning, <laughs> I, I feel like a good way of framing it is like, I, I, I think it was the Cat Kelly episode, but Char said that when he started CrossFit, he was 230 pounds and that you're obviously not 230 pounds. You're super fit. 175. Great looking dude. I don't so, know. I got to put in triple A's <laughs> in my scale. So <laughs> batteries. Yeah. yeah. So, but Char said that he wakes up some days and he still feels like he's 230 pounds, he still feels like that big boy. And I I truly believe that once you have that kind of experience of being a bigger person or feeling like a bigger person, that is always with you at least a little bit. Like I feel like there's a big boy deep inside me that is that has shifted the way I view the world quite a bit. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I mean... The part where you said the big boy inside of you, there, there's two things that immediately popped in my head. First off, like the big boy always wants to eat. I don't know. Like a part of a big part boy's of, hungry. Yeah. <laughs> like the big boy's hungry always. Like <clears throat> there's a joke uh, on <clears throat> that me and my brother have as well as like Grace's family. But I talk about how I have two stomachs, you know, if I wanted to, I can always latch in going for more and more food latch in you know just like connected you know how like kirby like just sucks up all the food yeah that's me but the second part too is like when it comes to um like just walking around day to day like i like the clothes that i wear yes is the big thing like for example like i never want like i wear Sometimes I make sure I wear baggier clothes just because I don't want any parts of my body to just show. And I and it's hard to find confidence in anything besides your arms, for me at least. I don't know. High school. <laughs> high school, I wore American Eagle almost every day or a sweatshirt. Yeah. The reason American Eagle had emblems across the chest, I didn't want to look like I had like a broad chest. Yeah. I was conscientious of that. So I, I'd be that guy like tugging at the shirt from the middle, yeah, yeah trying to make sure it's not baggy. You didn't want it was baggy on me. You didn't want to think like broad, ch- like big chest. I didn't want it to look like I had man boobs. Like yeah. that, that was the type of thing. Yeah, right for sure. Or uh, I remember, oh man, my freshman year, I worked at the gym on Akron's campus, and there was a girl that I worked with that pinched my side oblique the side squishy so you talk about the freshman 15 i definitely gained the freshman 30 ish 35 who's counting yeah but i definitely enjoyed the campus food and off-campus food but this girl uh grabbed my oblique and she was like oh you have some muffin top going dude ever since then i'm just so conscientious of the shorts that you wear well not the not the shorts but just making sure that my shirt isn't tight around my midriff yeah the side squishy but this year was the first time i've allowed myself to be like oh you are supposed to be wearing mediums like put on a medium not a large 
-hmm. like i've i've always worn bagger clothes just to avoid that i don't know my body sticking out in some way i remember well we had uniforms when when we were in school uh when i was in well throughout kp12 but i remember in seventh grade we we went to the uniform store to get new uniforms for the (laughs) for the next year yeah and I got that husky fit. hundred yeah, percent. I still remember exactly where I was when my dad, when my dad was like, "Oh, we should probably try the the husky size." And I was like, "What?" Like I didn't know really what that meant, but it, I knew that it was like internally. I was like, "I think he's calling me fat." Yeah, mm-hmm. I, don't I I remember exactly where I was when that happened. I feel like it was a very nineties thing to be husky and to be called husky because I was called husky a lot. I was definitely a big boy. Yeah. And then I slimmed out like middle school, high school, and then came back up like 19 to 20. And then that's when I started like working out. Because before it was like, oh, sports. That's how I work out. And then you stop playing sports and it's like, I don't want to run. Yeah. So I didn't start like lifting until I moved to Denver. But getting into like high intensity workouts around 21 helped quite a bit. But yeah, Husky, it just. It's like that label. I don't know. The label of Husky was just like so damaging to me. Yeah. Mentally. I think the the thing that was. David, you always had positive self-image. I'm questioning myself now. (laughs) I I feel like I've. You just, it feel like you've had the light pole experience. (laughs) I I am uh, uh, terminally optimistic. Pathologically. Pathologically optimistic. I didn't realize I was short until like I was 21. Like I, I just you saw you were the same height as everyone else. I well because I'm viewing everybody else against each other out, and then and then we're walking on the street at Ohio State, and my buddy is like short, and 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 we say hi to a football player whose hand is like I mean like just ungodly big. I'm like Brandon, you are so short, and he's like, dude, we're the same height, and I was like, what? And I looked at him and I was like. I look like you, <laughs> you know, and I just, but like, I, I, I'm trying to think, am I repressing all this stuff of like, like body dysmorphia or am I just completely like oblivious, oblivious? Are you uh, familiar with the short King movement that has happened this year? No, I, I'm not too, I don't know too much about it. Short Kings are having a moment online. <laughs> I don't okay. know. Like girls are like putting out that they're into guys that are five, eight and shorter and, the, the term for these guys are short kings. Maybe that's why I'm getting engaged this year. Short kings. <laughs> so you're the short king. Maybe this is my year. Yeah. But I just... I'm 5'8". Like, <laughs> so I don't... I mean, like, I definitely gained... 5'8 like, is not short, it, is it? I've always been aware of my weight, though. I don't like 5'8ers. 5'8". He, he's at the oh. upper echelon. I'm 5'5". Five, five, <laughs> but I still qualify. No. I mean, I wrestled, so I was always really conscious about my weight. Right. And I would always, like... And I was always really light, right? Until, but then I like, I went to college and I gained, uh, I became healthy weight and then I gained extra weight. And then I'd come back in the room and be like, David, you got fat, you know? And I'm like, I know. <laughs> like, you know, and, like, and it wasn't until like I was, you know, but I took like seven years off from being active and because and I was overworking, had kids, just didn't do anything. And that was where I felt like unhealthy and I felt like I was kind of like, oh man, I just, but you had like a physical response of being feeling unhealthy before you were like, oh, my well, yeah, body. No, I definitely thought I looked great. Like that's oh. the problem. 
Like I just I look in the mirror and I'm incredible. Like, I, I'm like <laughs> I I but it's it's pathological. I don't <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking, did I Megan would know? Like was I looking in the mirror being like, oh gosh, or was I like seriously? I, I don't know. I I'm, I don't know. So there, I will say there was um there was a part of me uh, three years ago. Um, <clears throat> I stopped being vegan. And I was vegan for two years. I uh, was basically like 180 pounds. And so I, I was like a lot slimmer because I, I lost a bunch of weight from just not eating meat, uh, eating less, eating healthier, eating cleaner. So diet was huge for me at that point. But as soon as I stopped being vegan, I started gaining some weight. But it didn't register to me for a while until COVID hit. Because when COVID hit, I moved in with my brother and that was like literally horrible. It, like the best, one of the best times of my life, me and my brother, but horrible for my body because we lived with our moms. Like we lived with our mom. She cooked us food all the time. We always had snacks in the pantry. And even when me and my brother had an ounce of hunger, we just DoorDash KFC, right? <laughs> so yeah. that's when I got to 230 pounds, but it didn't hit me until I started. Like I, I knew I was wearing you know, bigger clothes, whatever, some clothes weren't fitting me as well. But it really hit me when I started walking down the stairs and my knees started to hurt was when I realized, okay, I'm too big. And then I started losing some weight. And then I started looking back at the photos. And I think there was a part of me that had your response where I was like, ah, you know, I'm okay. I started getting stretch marks. And that's also when I, that still- Go with that cocoa butter lotion? Yeah, had to. Um, (laughs) try to get rid of those stretch marks but um but that's when i started really feeling it of like oh man like this is like really affecting me but i there was a part of me i was like man why didn't someone tell me i was fat you know like there was a part of me that was like you of like ah you know i feel okay you know it was more of the physical thing that initiated first yeah i'm like why didn't someone tell me i was chunky but I mean, my friends all told me that I was fat. <laughs> like my sister, like verbatim, like I came back for something and, she, and she's, I, she's talking to her friend, like right in front of me. She's like, oh yeah, David went away, got fat. Like, and I don't think, but I don't think it actually bothered. Now I look back on pictures now and I'm like, oh wow. Like I was, I was heavier. Right. Yeah. But I, but like, I think the biggest, the biggest difference for me was walking into a gym in, in Pittsburgh and me and Dustin Yankaski, like praise God for that dude. He's like, hey, you want to come like work out with me and my friend? And at the point in time, I was like, I don't really have any like, gr- I don't have any friends that I hang out with to do fun things with. Like I had a bunch of people that are like, hey, these are my friends. We never did anything fun. So it's like, yes, I'll go like work out. The whole story ends with me looking at him being like, Dustin, I'm going to crush you. I'm so just amazing at physical fitness things. <laughs> and he wiped the floor with me. Like every workout, it was like workout after workout after workout. And even the ones where like, I would, it would be like a three rounder. I'd leave the gym for a run first. I'd be like, ah, guys. And I'd like, and then they would all pass me and I'd, <laughs> I'd die. Like, and so it would like come into grips with the fact that I couldn't actually be as like yeah. fit as I thought I was in my mind. 
But I don't think that's so anything delusional. I don't think that's, yeah, so I'm delusional. delusional. So I'm delusional. That's the definition of delusional. So I don't think I have body dysmorphia because I'm delusional. Yeah. That's a different segment for a different time. <laughs> like, we'll talk about We'll talk about the differences oh, wow. between hallucinations, delusions, and illusions next yeah, time. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, I'm sorry if <laughs> I can With Huberman. With Huberman. I'm sorry to be here. contribute to the country. <laughs> Ben, do you feel like I, I feel like right now the hardest part with body dysmorphia is now that like I've lost weight, I don't even I don't want to go back. And that's the fear that I get all the time. And I'm just like trying to like buy into like, no dude, you're good. Like you can take your shirt off and work out like the other CrossFit guys. I will never do that. I did it one time earlier this year and I was like I can't believe I'm doing this. It's happening. Dude, that is the story. <laughs> that is literally, I'm like, I could take my shirt off, but then immediate things happen. My side squishy, right? And but then also my, I, I have, have that. But then I also have a ton of body hair. Yeah, you do. So I'm like, I'm okay with my body hair. I love my body hair, but it's the winter time and I, I grow it out <laughs> specifically for warmth purposes. Oh yeah, brother. Like, here, check it out. This is... Audience, I wish we had YouTube right oh, now. Oh, Patreon, he's taking off a shirt. Check out my back hair. Nice. Pimp, right? <laughs> totally pimp. But, so, I'm like... I'm a little amazed with your body hair. Yeah. Mine, I, I have hair, I don't have... But it's all red. See, so I got the frontal, too. That's the thing, man. The shoulder hair, too. I'm, I'm conscientious. <laughs> I'm conscientious. In a vacuum. Of my, my chest mane. Yeah. But... Chest it, mane. Chest mane. Yeah, you gotta frame it. It's all about framing it. Oh, wow. What? Call it your cape. Oh, my back cape! (laughs) Yes. Body positivity. That's what we need. No, but I'm also conscientious about body hair as well. But then, like, randomly at the gym, someone will be like, oh, I wish I could grow chest hair. It's like, you do? I don't know. It's just like, things like that always... Oh, yeah. The other people... Tons of stuff about your mustache. I, they, my mustache is silly. I took, it took me 35 <laughs> years blushing. to realize I should have a mustache. That's the thing about, but I, I will say that with other people, like, there's so many people that I'm like, it's easy for me to be like, oh no, dude, your, your hair is awesome. But then I look at my hair and I'm like, oh man, I don't like my hair, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, but I, and, and it happens a lot, but no, I, I totally get that. Yeah. The day I took off my shirt, it was raining outside, and me and Luxador were running outside. Everyone else was biking because they were normal humans. Yes. <laughs> and it just got to the point where I, oh, it was just so uncomfortable being drenched. Yep. So there was even a reason it happened. I, was like, I never again. <laughs> I took off my shirt once at the gym, and that was actually after Murph, because um, I was just drenched. And I immediately was like, what do I do with my body now? <laughs> so, yeah, it was just loose out there hanging. Well, on our, if, if you want to pay extra money to get into the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> the Patreon? <laughs> yeah, if, again. If you have extra snacks <laughs> and exclusive shots of Char's body. <laughs> yes. Well, I, was, a... I was thinking of the body dysmorphia page, but oh, paper, but yeah. We could also put pictures of Char's. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's my, it's the OnlyFans. I have, I just have wings on my back. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Not full cape yet. <sighs> I don't have back hair. If you, if you're, a, if you're a premiums uh, member on the, on uh, the Pantheon, you can shave something in my body. <laughs> <laughs> you know, usually once a quarter, 
Megan will like start to shave like my the back of my neck because she's like that's gross, and then she just ended up shaving my back. Oh, so she just keeps going. Yeah, I'm like, hey, just a little, <laughs> little trimmer. The the yeah. perks of having a spouse. Yeah. Mm. While you're back there, just <laughs> shave the back. Right? Luke, what's your pet peeves? All right, <laughs> I think we only have time for one. Okay, of mine. I don't give Which a rip. Fine, I, I don't give here. a rip if this is a two-hour long episode. <laughs> Let's go. It's not about you. It's about the listeners. Let's remember that. Listeners, think about it. You have so much time to listen to this episode. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so, so, like, PSA, right? Oh, oh guys, oh. sorry. We have our public service announcement. <laughs> <Okay>. First, <laughs> just an hour and a half late. You can listen to us in time and a half. In the Apple Podcast app, you can hit 1.5 speed. That's how I listen to my pods. Boom. I don't. Changed my life to the point now where, like, I'll, somebody else will be listening to, like, one of my favorite podcasts, and I'll be like, this song sounds weird. This sounds way too slow. And I actually got mad because the people on the podcast actually are, I was like, oh, no, they're, they, like, go so fast. But they don't. Like, they actually speak pretty slow. And the mm-hmm. thought was like, man, I thought they were much faster <laughs> Uh, one and a half makes your brain bigger and you absorb more info. That's what I'm talking about. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> also, public service announcement. Um, we apologize for any of the delays. We do care about you, Mr. Lis- Mrs. Listener. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Listener. We care about you, listener. It, the problem is, is that we have a life. <laughs> logistic things get in the way. Most of it's Luke's fault. Oh, my gosh. We'll get over it. So I just, I just wanted to say on behalf of Luke, we're sorry yeah. <laughs> for that. So, so I love how I get to be the scapegoat for everything. I mean, yeah. Oh, like those it. chips fine. in your pocket. Yeah, just like the chips and the birds. Yeah. And the the can of Zevia that I opened for Char today during oh, the man. at the beginning of this yeah, podcast. What, is, what happened oh. there? You're you're I know. I'm just I'm just so loud. I'm just so loud. Um all right, pet peeve. Push and pee. I'm only gonna do one. Okay. <laughs> So David will not agree with this at all, and I don't care. Uh, so it's burps. <laughs> it's not burps. Unless you blow it in my face, don't do that. So as an introvert, someone who is not who's who is drained by social interaction with other people often. I need time to like recharge and stuff. But also as an introvert, what goes along with that is, I think it goes along with it to some degree, is the fact that when people initiate in small talk, I want 0% to do with small talk. Small talk is the worst thing in the world when it comes to social interactions. I mean, the weather's okay. Right? No. So the pet peeve no. is small talk? Small talk. <laughs> Don't cut it like when people come up to me, oh hey, how's it going? Oh hi. And they're like, oh, like the weather. Oh, the weather's great. I mean, the okay. weather, it's crazy. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Okay. It's like cold this great. week, but warm last like, week. Stop talking to me about things that don't matter. <laughs> a it's short for- kings only do small talk. <laughs> As a short king myself, thank you. I you can't claim that. I can. I'm five eight. I need to look this up. <laughs> Dude, I'd be happy to be 5'8". I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm also the, happy I'm taller five, end five, of, of short king, but I'm still, I still qualify, apparently. So. Right. <laughs> but when when people just come up to you and start talking, like, you know what? Sorry, Randy. You're, work, you're bad at it. 
I hate when you come up and talk to me. I love Randy. And about about things that don't matter. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Why are you talking on Randy, man? It's, it's just a fact. Morning. Every morning, comes in, starts talking about something that... Really? Yeah. Maybe Randy knows that's your pet peeve. Because I feel like when me and Randy hang out and talk, man, we get into the most fun conversations. No. Small like, talk. Like today, I was talking to him about his Thanksgiving, <laughs> how he was a drunkle... Uh, drunk uncle. So here's an example that happened That's recently. Great. I was in the Meyer shopping, or I was, I was at Meyer, the store. I was getting food for people who, um, for the food drive that we had at the gym. So people gave me cash. So I went to Meyer for them and bought the food that we needed for the food drive. Okay. I'm in line with like 20 cans of baked beans, mm. which I don't even like baked beans. I love beans. Baked beans, effort. Cranberry sauce, I think was the other thing in there. And the two older gentlemen behind me just started talking to me about baked beans. And I was like, <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys, I don't, I was like, sorry guys, I don't like baked beans. This is for a food drive. And they're like, oh yeah, sure. We don't want to be around you when you eat those. You're going to cook those up with some bacon. Stuff like that. I'm like, I just want to leave. Like, I, we are completely opposite because I'm like, can I just leave? I would have talking about beans. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a great adventure. No, I would have no. totally been all in on this old person nope. big beans combo. Done. Like, <laughs> hated it. Oh my gosh! Like, I don't know you. The, like, stop talking about the, my beans. <laughs> okay. Quick side note. You know how that's it's corn. Yeah. I was thinking about it. it's beans. <laughs> I'm gonna make some. <laughs> what? I told ben, you it was a side have, note. Yeah, but what are your pet peeves? Ben, yeah. Which well, pushing your peeves? You can have you can have more than one. You know what? If Sherry sure wants to promote its beans. It's beans. It's a brown blub with uh, I'll work on the song. We're gonna work on it. We're gonna work on it. Alright, yeah. My the one peeve I, I need people to address as a society is Yes, you have a speakerphone function on your phone. Yeah. It's great. Oh. In your private space. Mm. Do not be walking around <laughs> a room full of people speaking on speakerphone. Yeah. I don't want to know what your mom is doing. I don't want to know what your aunt is up to. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. It is bothering me to the core. <laughs> oh, wow. God. What the hell? Get uh, Bluetooth. Yeah. Everyone has Bluetooth now. Headphones. Go outside. <laughs> Just get away from me. I don't understand. There are some repeat offenders in my family that yeah. abuse this. So that's where the anger comes from. Yeah. It's not the two older men at Meyer doing this, but Beans. I was so mad at them. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's my peeve. <laughs> you just have one? I mean, I have Jim Peeves, but... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Give us, give us at least one. Get in there. Well, I mean, mismatch plates, that's a peeve. Yeah. Being called Chief is on the peeves list. <laughs> He's spitting his water out. Okay. <laughs> Who's calling you Chief? There's someone that... Me and Luke have talked about this recently. You don't call... Luke has a mouthful of water, and he cannot control himself. <laughs> he cannot control himself. There are a few things you can call another another person. What's up, right? Chief? So, like, it can be... It's fine, like, being like, hey, man, what's up? How, how's it going, buddy? buddy no, okay. not buddy. I feel like, pal, you're venturing it. I call like, you, buddy. You're different. Pal is, like, condescending territory for me. Chief? 
<laughs> when does that work? Without finger guns, it's useless. <laughs> <laughs> but with finger guns? But the only other peep I have at the gym is when you do a handstand push-up and you put your, your shirt in your shorts or your underwear. You don't like that. That's no go. Why are we doing this? Maybe. So maybe I, I have Come body out. dysmorphia, man. Let the midriff out. <laughs> yes! I hate that too! I hate when people talk. <laughs> yes! And it's like, especially when it's a deep tuck, it's like, your like, shirt collar is down <laughs> towards your nipple. Like, yeah. Just... Let, let the shirt out. Let it loose. Let the belly out. Let the, let the belly button. I, I promise nobody cares what your belly button Nobody's looking at your belly button. I'm <laughs> not. I promise. I'm not. I promise. Wow. Oh, that's a good one. Chief. No. Ugh. I'm glad we talked about that one before because... It's, What's our time situation? Um, We are at a minute, an hour for 15. Hour 14. Hour 15? Yeah. That's it? Let's go! We have so much more time. We have draft. I thought we were at hour 45. Not gonna lie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're not. My gosh. Don't you have to do 5 a.m. tomorrow? Yeah, I don't give a rip. I went to bed at like 10.30 last night. Um, Yeah, I need need to get more sleep. Um, Ben, did we decide on a draft? Well, we were going to do Thanksgiving food, but Luke is not happy about that. You so. know, I thought that would be a great idea. We're we done with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving food. It's over. Got yeah, done. I'm, I'm, I'm it's with Luke. still Oh, November. see? Oh, now you're on my team. Wait, Earlier you weren't. Well, we just How go, go away. Uh, you're never on my team. You're <laughs> on my team? Of course you'd be on my team. <laughs> what are we doing over here? <laughs> We talked about Christmas movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also said I don't think I know eight Christmas movies. I know I'm no, You said 12, and then you realize your math is wrong. <laughs> I For some reason, <laughs> when I think of a draft like this, I always think of three. So it actually is weird to me that we're only doing two. Yeah. Because three would take too long. Yeah. Two, yeah. <sighs> I'll try my best. Okay. Who's going first? Our guest, always. Our audience, if you're new to this show, welcome in. Secondly... <laughs> Uh, hour 15 into the yeah. secondly the draft tonight is um best christmas movies the way the draft works is you're drafting um your two favorite christmas movies um ben will start off and then it'll be david then luke then me i will actually go twice because we're going to snake back around then luke david ben uh and then audience you get to vote uh text you know uh, five 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 getbody.com. <laughs> yes, do it. You, you guys really do need to get that that, that domain. Getbody.com. Yeah. Um. Okay, Ben. What What's the first overall pick? So I, I have to go with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah. Christmas Vacation. All right, you win. It's an all timer for sure. That's a good one. Grace's family watches that like every year. I've definitely watched it already this year. It's so good. What? It's so good. Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Are you serious, Clark? Well, hey, <laughs> hey, so in that movie, apparently the the uncle and the in the RV situation, they show up on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that's appropriate to watch it on Thanksgiving, yeah. right? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. The turkey's dry. That's a good one. Yeah, the turkey's real dry. Um, <laughs> she put the cat in the box. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> David, what is your uh, what is your pick? I think I'd probably have to do the Grinch. Probably Which one? Uh, the original one. 
the the, the cartoon. Jim yeah. Carrey. Good. No, 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 no. animated cartoon. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah, we have one that's oh yeah yeah, yeah. animated. So there, we do have one that I like that is uh, got Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. Which I I also like. I would say it's probably second favorite Grinch. Third favorite is I've actually never seen Jim Carrey Grinch. So, oh. but the original one I, I would probably pick. So they're making a violent Grinch movie. I was telling Luke about a this. Violent Grinch. I, yeah. Didn't they make a scary Grinch they're, movie? They're making a scary Winnie the Pooh movie, a scary Bambi movie, and a scary Grinch movie. Who's they? Let's go Hollywood. Okay. I thought you were going to say Musk. Disney. Elon Musk. <laughs> I'm all in. Okay. I'll be an investor on that. Lucas? All right. I, this might surprise you, actually. I really like Elf a lot. Oh, oh. that was, that's a great one. I love Elf. Oh, I, was good shot. I thought you would totally rip into whoever drafted that. No, oh. I really love that movie. That's a thing. And that's... it's like totally against everything I believe in. Oh, that was But like. Movie. Happiness? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Elf is really, really Spontaneity. <laughs> Sugar. You know. All those things. So there's a part of me that's like, when we draft, I want to make sure I'm picking the best movies so I get the votes for the people. Yeah. But I'm gonna be honest, you know, I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna let Home Alone pass off to you. I'm not gonna draft Home Alone. You have two picks. I know. <laughs> I I have my two picks. Oh. And they're both for sentimental reasons. Oh. Because that's what Christmas. Is sort of about. Okay. Um, <laughs> when I first moved to America, my dad goes, you know, and we actually celebrated Christmas and there was actual snow. <clears throat> One of the first movies that we watched was always on TV. They always play it. Like, literally, they only play this movie for, like, weeks, apparently. Like Christmas? Um, the Christmas Story. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Christmas Story. The Ralphie. Se- the sequel is coming out this year. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I saw that. Um, Ralphie, you know, that's literally what me and my parents watch every single week. That's a good pick. Then the second one is also one that is a new recent tradition uh, introduced to me by my brother. Shout out to Sam. Woo-woo. <laughs> um, it's Klaus. It's a Netflix original TV, uh, I mean, Netflix original movie. It's animated, and it is just so amazing. It's about this mailman who uh, works for this guy, I mean, for his dad, who's like the king mail person or whatever, and they send him over to this one island that nobody wants, and that's not his dream job. Like, he doesn't want to send mail there. He gets put there on Christmas or whatever, and he hates his life there because it's a lonely dump of an island. But then he starts, it basically is the the development of Christmas and Santa. And he is Klaus, a.k.a. Klaus. So, so good. It makes me cry every time. Oh. It's so good. Uh, So, fine, I won't win this draft. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say, usually I pick to get the votes. But this time, I don't know enough Christmas movies. <laughs> audience, audience, I would have picked Die Hard and Home Alone if I wanted to win. That's all I'm saying. Actually, Christmas Story might still been. All right, Luke, you're up. So I'm actually not going to go with Home Alone. I'm going to go with, um, you know, the uh, kind of going along the... Uh, Charlie Brown? No. I don't like that one, yes. actually. But... Um, <clears throat> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we'll explain later, audience. <laughs> 
Oh, Pantheon. Okay. Um, but you know the uh, the animated, or it's like the the stop motion uh, Rudolph. Yeah. 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 Love that. I was going to draft Wait, that one. Were you really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, we, get by. <laughs> no, so no, stop motion Rudolph. Like that was we watched that. You know, little kids, like even like high school and stuff. Like it was just so nostalgic. I was so, so great. So great. Holds up. Yeah. The abominable snowman and all that stuff. Oh, it was what just a, so good. What an interesting draft. I think because the second one that I'm going to pick, so I would have picked Elf if that, but I just didn't, I forgot about it. But we always watch. So you wouldn't have picked Elf because you forgot about it. Right. <laughs> but, I, but I would have. But I forgot about it. So <laughs> he would have, but he didn't. Yeah. Um, but the Grinch, we always, we always watched the original Grinch where we're like putting stuff on the, on the tree. And then on Christmas Eve, we watch the Christmas that almost wasn't. Now I don't even know if you can get this movie anywhere. Like it's it's old. I don't and think I know this movie. It, no, nobody knows. I've this heard movie. of it. No, I've heard I've heard of that, but I don't know what it is. It's I don't. I, I mean, I can tell you the story about it, but it, like don't they don't. <laughs> um, oh, I think they somebody buys the North Pole and. Anyways, it's like it's old and kind of like creepy in certain parts, but like there's like like breakout in song, and they have like um, you know people. It is like Christmas that almost wasn't. It was like it's we just watched it all the time. We watched it every year, yeah. and so I don't, I can't name to you one single redeeming quality about the movie <laughs> other than it's really nostalgic for me. Yeah, the nostalgia, man. It's it's yeah. real. Yeah, it's real. Speaking of nostalgia. I have to go with Tim Allen's Santa Oh, that's a good one. It's so good. Yeah, it is. Christmas with the Cranks is awesome. Oh, show. that is a good one, too. Very good. And I also want to take the time to dunk on Love Actually. It's not a good movie. And I hate that it's become a Christmas tradition. Oh, dude. It's it, creepy. It is a Christmas movie, technically. It's trash. <laughs> it <Yeah>. needs to <laughs> stop. Love, love actually isn't. Get out of here. I feel like for a lot of females, Love Actually is on their top five list. It's a bad movie. How about Get how about the one? Um, how about it. how about the one that um, <laughs> the Christmas Princess one or whatever? You know what I'm talking about? I'd rather watch that. Wow, I'm sure. I you know what though? I am like really impressed. And like, if somebody picked the Polar Express, I would have. Left immediately. <laughs> oh, that's a bad movie. I hate that movie. I hate that movie. I never got that movie. I don't understand. I can't believe people watch the that. The animation bothers me. It's I'm not gonna so lie. I don't bad. remember that movie. Okay, good. Don't ever watch it. It's like there's terrible. a barrel and magic. Audience, thank you so much for joining the draft. <laughs> <laughs> we still have one last week. Um, session. Yeah, audience, just for your info, none it's of spicy. this. Uh, this podcast is not sponsored by any of those movies. Um, true. True. Yeah. Story. Get into the rage cage with the two-minute drill. Two-minute drill. <sighs> two-minute drill. All right, you ready? You want to see how this works? Yeah, I, I, yes. Two we minutes. Ask you questions, you answer. As yep. fast as you can. Yep. Luke has some real weird ones. Luke, keep talking about. Is the clock on? Three. Two and a half. Jesus. Two, one, go. Would you rather die in a plane crash or a car crash? Car crash. What is your death row meal? Uh, cheesecake and orange chicken. What would you rather <laughs> live the rest of your life with no arms or eat a steak dinner? Eat a steak dinner. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about your brother? Uh, 
my younger brother, his goofiness, my uh, Zach, just his maturity. And your sister. And my sister, her compassion. Mm-hmm. What's your blood type? Uh, B positive. Oh, same. Nice. Really? All right. If you, if there was a billboard that the world would see, what would you want? Oh, shit. I had something in mind earlier. Uh, oh, good vibes only. Good vibes only. Yes or no? Does pineapple belong on pizza? I don't care. Sure. Uh, if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? I would love to go to New Zealand. What's the third element on the periodic table? Oh, sh- I don't know. Nitrogen? No. Hydrogen's too. Copper? No. I don't Audience, please. No, lithium. Duh. Oh, come on, batteries. Um, what is your um, oh, tacos or curry? Uh, curry. What's your next tattoo? Uh, I would like to get I love you in sign language. On my oh, right bicep. Dude. Where is your current tattoo? I have seven tattoos. <laughs> um, would, you, would you rather uh, be able to fly or be invisible? Uh, fly. What's your code status? Uh, I am a full code. Okay. I would like to be DNR. CC. CC? CCA. CCA? There's a difference. I don't know DNR. Okay. What is your love languages? Uh, definitely words of affirmation and quality time root top two. Hmm. Um, besides a puggle. I mean a pug. What's your dog? <laughs> a puggle? <laughs> I had a boxer in Denver. Loved it. Boxer? I was gonna get a favorite CrossFit wad. Uh, what's your favorite CrossFit wad? Thank you for asking, Char. It's Nancy. Oh, that was Mannion. I love Mannion. Are we gonna get that? Saturday? Hold on, no. What's a Mannion? No, that's one that like like seven rounds of. It's awful. Squats, twenty nine squats, back squats at one thirty five ninety five, four hundred meter run. What's yeah. Nancy? Nancy is overhead squats and four hundred meter run. Oh, what, yeah. what was the one you just said? Mannion. Man- Man- yeah. We did a veteran or run vets day two years ago. Yeah, there's a shirt and everything. It's awful. So you you do 24 squats? 29. 29 back squats at 135. Seven rounds. Seven rounds. Seven rounds. Yeah, at least yeah, seven it, rounds. Like, Four minutes. I hurt doing it. I felt like it was <laughs> bad. It was toasty. I loved it. <laughs> and was it was spicy? It was very spicy, Cat Kelly. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, the spiciest. And I showed up to the gym before with my knee sleeves on. Oh. <laughs> I do that all the time now. Just I do that all the time. get murdered. I literally do that all the She's time because of her. That checks out. Yeah. But at least I'll be, like, martyred. They're going to put me up in, in the, the online forums. The Pantheon. And the Pantheon is the guy that wore his <laughs> knee sleeves to the gym. And was murdered for doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's what a martyr is, Luke. You want to be you want to be known for that. Our, this seems like a trick question. I said I want to be martyred so that people will remember me for Jim. <laughs> ben, and you keep asking me. Yes, about it. Like, I just want to like confirm that that's what you want to be known. Can for. we get through this because we have to close the box? Sure. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pleasure was mine. Um, Dude, it was really fun having you on the podcast. Appreciate it, guys. Guys, thank you so much for checking in on the Get Body Podcast. Uh, We'll actually see you guys in two weeks.